welcome to the Wibbly Wobbly Tiny Wimey Podcast. Jazz hands. <laughs> I'm Misha Kelly, expert at applied analysis, and I don't know who I am anymore. I thought you said you were Misha Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Talia Franks, media critic, fanfic enthusiast, and what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and we're here today for a wibbly wobbly mini for real this time for real this time because we're talking about the 60th anniversary teaser trailer reminder that time isn't a straight line it can twist into any shape and as such this is a fully spoiled podcast we might bring things in from later in the show the comics the books the audio dramas or even fan theories and articles so if we won't be bringing things in from later in the show because this is the latest there is <laughs> With that out of the way, this is literally 15 seconds long, so there's no way it won't be a mini-sode. So let's get into this. Hi, Tully from the future here. Lucia and I recorded this episode in two parts, and the second part has some slightly different opinions from the first. So... Make sure you stick around after the red herring of an ending. Also, keep in mind that we're discussing the trailer and we're also going into some speculation based on what we've seen people discussing online and discussions that we've seen from statements made by RTD both on social media and from interviews. So this is not only responding to the trailer. So if you are not a fan of talking about things outside of official releases, and I don't think that we talk about anything that's not in official release, but just if you don't want to hear anything that's not in the trailer itself, we do talk about a few things that are outside of the trailer. Just keep in mind that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, as we say. With that in mind, enjoy the episode. Okay, so are you ready for some speculation? All right. Okay, so we talked a little bit about our feelings about 10-2, sorry, 10-3, 10-14, 14th Doctor, that's also the 10th doctor who recognizes his teeth. <laughs> the BBC keep pushing this as the 14th doctor and I am hard against it. That no. title belongs to Shuti. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Also, do numbers even matter anymore after the Timeless Child? Which you haven't, still haven't seen, Vader. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't believe you are denying yourself more Sasha Dwan by not watching season 12 like the fact like honestly like I'm sad for you that's so sad Alexa played Despacito like (laughs) the way I was so close to just blowing off work today and watching all of his episodes like I was very (laughs) close don't push me (laughs) anyway so this trailer 15 seconds long we start with Tenet, we have a bunch of action shots, we see Donna, we see Tenet in a crowd, we see some kind of creepy mysterious figure being all mysterious and sinister. Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> in a top hat. 
is is he what is he doing i don't know he's all mysterious if that's meant to be the new master i'm gonna have words to say i'm also gonna have words to say no like absolutely not no anyway we also have a car flipping over and then uh, we see shifty yeah he's fabulous oh my god i love him so much i'm gonna use that as a gift all the fucking time now that's my new favorite gift that's my new favorite gift to talk about the most important things first the mustache eh? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sold <laughs> i don't know like, i feel like they i feel like they made him, him have a mustache to make him look a smidge older and it's just made him look a bit creepy can we not just embrace the fact that he has youthful, beautiful skin and move on? It's the makings of a porn star. It's get. It's the starter. I'm not for it. I hope he shaves it. I hope this is a special once and done kind of deal, but we'll see. Uh, honestly, it's not a lot to go on. It's a lot of action shots. It's 15 seconds. 10-3 looks a little confused. I bet he is. <laughs> he doesn't know who he is anymore. Okay, but actually, my main thing of this is not just that 10 is back. It's also 10 is back and he's not coming back until 2023. So like, we have to wait a year? We have to wait a whole ass year for this? We have to wait a couple months. Let's not overdramatize. No, they said a year. Like I saw a post by um, Russell T Davies that said that we had to wait a whole year. It's not coming until next year. So like, it's not gonna happen until the actual anniversary months. More time for us to get through season four so we can be all refreshed and our Donna. Yay! No, because we have to do season three first whenever we eventually release. We're going to release season three eventually. Donna's in this. <laughs> I'm real happy about it. Yes, Donna's <laughs> in this. We're going to have to shape up and release season three faster so that we can yep. release season four. So there might actually yep. be a shorter window between season three release and season four release than you might expect. Given how slow it took us to release season one and two, we might try to release season three more rapidly <laughs> so that we can speed up season four. But you know us in our release schedule or lack thereof. We also know from photos released that Wilf is going to be there. So obviously that's going to be posthumous because we had to say goodbye to Bernard Cribbins earlier this year, which was very sad. So this is likely his last project that he ever worked on. Yeah, I think it probably is. That's going to be hard. It, I'm not really familiar with what he was working on around the time that he died, but it's likely to be, if not the last one of the last. I am really excited for Yasmin Fini. From what I've seen, it's likely she's going to be playing Donna's daughter. It's not in this trailer, but just from speculation and the fact that she's playing a teenage girl and Donna married a black man, like mm -hmm. it tracks. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it tracks. 
<laughs> One of the things we can discuss is the fact that we now have confirmation pretty much that the Doctor and Donna is going to be the original Doctor and Donna. I think when we were originally discussing it, we brought up the idea of parallel universes maybe or cloning or like any number of ways that this could somehow be conceived. Nope, it looks like it's... It looks like it's going to be the, at the very least the original Doctor, which means that it's going to be the original Donna, which means hopefully we are going to get a resolution to that terrible ending for Donna, which we hated. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think that could be really good PR for RTD if mm-hmm. that's the first thing he does as showrunner is he fixes Donna's arc. So. Yeah, because Donna's arc sucked at the end. I loved Donna as a companion. Donna was definitely one of my favorite companions, but what ended up being done to her was... I'm not about it. Yeah. I'm playing this thing at like quarter speed. There's not really much else to say yet. It's literally, <laughs> it's, it's too little to go on. No, actually one thing that I did want to go on is the fact uh-huh. that when you look at where the TARDIS lands, there's a lot of lights and it looks festive. It would make sense if this was a, um, some kind well, of. Well, I've seen, I've seen things saying that it's coming in the festive season. So I'm wondering, is this going to be like partially Christmas based? That would be my guess. Tenant did always love a Christmas, <laughs> which would be sweet. One thing I think I would super love is given sort of the baggage and the history with Ten and Tenant and how you know he just like a bad penny <laughs> keeps going back mm-hmm. well um, I mean is it really a bad penny I feel like it's a good penny I like him it's a lucrative penny is what it it's is. a lucrative penny it's like less a penny more like a golden dollar but very famously Ten's parting words were I don't want to go yeah he really did not want to go yeah <laughs> at all I would love if his parting words this time around were actually more about being ready to go or being Mm -hmm. about closure. That's my big speculation, which I vaguely touched on in our main episode, is that I really want this, these series of specials to be... Provide closure. Providing closure and setting Mm -hmm. up clean slates. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be mad about Ten being the clean slate for Shutigatwa being the 15th Doctor. Because as much as I wish we lived in an ideal world where we could go straight from having Jodie Whittaker's Doctor to Shutigatwa's Doctor, where we could go directly from having a woman Doctor to a man of color as the Doctor, where we didn't have to have that like David Tennant security blanket, I objectively recognize that given how much turmoil there has been around Chibnall season, given how much there is already set up against Shutigatwa, like how much is already stacked up against him, I recognize that it's really important to have this clean slate, especially during the 60th anniversary year where people are going to be expecting a lot of fan service. It's going to be a very heavy burden to carry. 
And I think it's going to be really great to have Tennant, who's like a real veteran of Doctor Who, to carry that burden. And so I think it's going to be a really good opportunity to have that. I think it's really fruitful to have that there. So I'm not actually mad about it. I'm not actually mad about having David Tennant be the interim doctor, especially because it's only going to be for a handful of episodes. I do wish it wasn't necessary. I wish that we didn't need to have this, but I do recognize objectively the need for it, even if I wish it wasn't necessary. Yeah. I'm choosing to view David Tennant as the tasteful lime sorbet you have between two delicious courses. (laughs) No, and the thing is, I love David Tennant as an actor. It's really funny because I've made no secret of the fact that David Tennant's 10th Doctor is actually my least favorite Doctor. So I'll be really interested to see what I think of David Tennant's 14th Doctor and to see whether or not I like him any better than the 10th. Because I think with the maturity that comes with having been the 11th Doctor, having been the 12th Doctor, having been the 13th Doctor, it's entirely possible that he will have a different characterization. Because one of the things that we're going to be doing in season three for our Patreon, we're going to be talking about some of the Doctor Who extended universe material, including the Year with Martha Big Finish audio. And one of the things that Big Finish audios come with is interviews with the cast. And in one of the cast interviews, Freema says that when she was getting back into the role of Martha, which she hadn't played for a number of years, she had to cast herself back into that headspace and cast herself not just back into that headspace of what Martha is like, but also what she was like and how she used to act. Not even just how she used to act as Martha, but how she used to act as a person when she was acting to really inhabit that character and really inhabit that self. And so it's going to be really interesting because David Tennant has this opportunity to, for example, in the 50th anniversary special, he had to go back into that space as the 10th Doctor and act as he was as the 10th Doctor. But with the 14th Doctor, he has the opportunity to not cast himself back into that space of what he was like in 2005 through 2009. He can act as he is in 2022 and be the actor that he is now because the Doctor has matured rather than having to cast himself back into the 10th Doctor framework, he can create a new framework as the 14th Doctor. So that's just a really interesting thing to think about, is that it's not casting himself back into the same role, it's evolving this role. Yep, Um, definitely. I'm just hoping the hair and makeup team will do a little bit better this time. The 50th anniversary was hard to watch. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the thing is that they don't even need to try to make him look younger because he, like, as the 14th Doctor, isn't trying to be the same person. It's the same thing where with the power of the Doctor, they weren't even trying to make the 5th and 7th Doctors look like they did. They're not trying to make them look younger. They just excused it as saying that the interface was being interfered with because Tegan and Ace were older to make the doctors also look older. So they didn't even have to make them look younger. They just had to put them in the same outfits. So 
it makes it a lot easier on the costuming team, on the hair and makeup team. And it is also easier on the actor because Tenen, like I said, he's acting not as 10 was, he's acting as 14 is. It's why I'm more comfortable calling him 14 than calling him 10 because he really is a different doctor. He's not the 10th doctor. He has a whole new set of experiences. He has thousands more years of memory. Like the 10th doctor really is so much younger than the 14th doctor. The 14th doctor is so many more years of experiences, so many more years of context and growth. And he's really moved beyond who he was. And so expecting him to be the same is actually a real reduction of his character. And so actually, if he is the same, if he is entirely the same, I will be disappointed. So that's why I really appreciate and I'm really interested by that one line. There aren't only two lines in the trailer, but I'm really interested by that one line where he says, I don't even know who I am anymore. Because is he really the 10th Doctor? Because the 10th Doctor was an entirely different person. And now he's really shaped by his experiences of being 11, of being 12, of being 13, and also of finding out all the history of the timeless child and like of all the people who the doctor was and never even knew about. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be interesting how that integrates with having an old companion as well that would ground him back to that time. There's a lot of potential for incredibly interesting character work, which Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about. I feel like this was a really interesting trailer. It was definitely a teaser. It was definitely a teaser. Definitely didn't feel like there's a whole lot to go on. I'm really stressed out about having to wait for a year. Fingers crossing when they say 2023, they mean one of the episodes going to come out on New Year's. But I'm not holding out much hope. I am choosing to hold that hope. I think that would be the smart decision. We have very different brains. We said this before, and we'll <laughs> say it again. We have very different brains. I'm just going to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This was our speculation. This is what we think is going to happen. Yeah, and if you're a patron, you'll have heard the slightly longer version of this episode which is interesting. (laughs) Includes some talk of fan fiction and things you may or may not want to Google. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's all for now. Thank you for listening to us ramble (laughs) about wild speculation. See you next time. See you next time. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Wibbly Wobbly. So we recorded that whole episode about the trailer and then we decided we had more to say. So (laughs) here we are. If that sounded like we were done with the episode and then you're like, wait a minute, there's more episode. Hey, look, there's more episode. Basically, we recorded that episode on the trailer right after it all came out. And then it took us forever and a day to edit the centenary special episode because I was sick drama happened anyway life happens all the time life happens all the time forever constantly (laughs) life happens Ah! yeah no we've been having 
we've been having time lately. We sure have. There is that point where I couldn't hear and you couldn't talk. <laughs> that was sure. That was sure special few weeks. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't hear. I couldn't talk. Various sections of my life are falling apart in different stages. <laughs> oh, same, same. It's just been it's just been life happening. But who cares about real life when we can talk about fiction and all of the real life drama that comes from it? <laughs> Which is why we're here because. Ooh, Oh, the discourse. Yeah, all the real life drama that's coming from this. The main thing I just want to talk about is that not so cute little comment about RTV saying that he changed David Tennant's costume so that he wouldn't be in Jody's costume so that it wouldn't be drag. And so like, to be clear, I think what it what he clarified, I think I saw a thing about him clarifying that it was more again, to like appease some of the people who were on the right. And I think it sure is interesting how much he's trying to really cater to the haters. And like yeah. the thing is, we've said before that it's a very smart marketing choice to try to cater to as many people as possible. But I really do wish that he was not prioritizing the haters so much and that he was like prioritizing more the people who have been loyal to Doctor Who this whole time and have mm -hmm. been interested in Doctor Who throughout Chipnall's era and have been vocal supporters of it and like that's not to say that we loved every aspect of Chipnall's era and there are things that we are excited about in RTD's new era but I do think that it kind of sucks that he's spending so much time talking up the points that are like specifically catering to people who had a lot of hatery to say to say the least yeah well i mean it's the whole like yes there is merit in widening your audience and there is logic to catering to the most common denominator that is different from cuddling your really conservative sector of your fan base. Mm -hmm. And just to be, just to clarify, just to put it in words, just so that everyone's really clear of exactly what happened. Jodie's wearing pants. She's wearing a t-shirt. She's wearing pants. She's wearing suspenders. She's wearing a coat. They are all completely gender neutral items of clothing they're not even particularly femininely tailored they're literally just shirt pants suspenders coat and the other thing is that there's literal footage of Jodie Whittaker talking about how much she loves her costume because it is so gender neutral and because it is something that anybody could wear and it really just I feel does a real disservice to all of the people who are non-binary, who are men, people who are gender fluid and people who really appreciate that fluidity in her costume and that ability to have a costume that is a really fun and exciting costume but doesn't lean one particular way. One of the great things about her costume is that 
it isn't particularly masculine or particularly feminine. But also, one of the things too, when you think about things that are particularly masculine or feminine, people try to qualify like what is like a non-binary look or like a gender fluid look. There's this whole thing about what is someone who's non-binary look like. Gender neutral clothing is often really interesting because gender neutral clothing often it leans more towards someone wearing pants, someone wearing more neutral colors. And so it's just really interesting to me that like when people talk about gender neutral clothing and talk about what it means to look non-binary, there's like an image of someone who's non-binary in their head. The thing is gender fluidity is much more expansive than that. Like I'm non-binary and gender fluid, but I don't have any one particular way of dressing. And so like one might say that some of my outfits are like very feminine or very like masculine, but personally, I just think they're very Talia. Like sometimes I like to wear really elaborate dresses that look like they're from the Renaissance period. And sometimes I like to wear really tight dresses and sometimes I like to wear crop tops and sometimes I like to wear patterned pants and sometimes I like to wear short skirts and sometimes I like to wear overalls. I have like a variety of different things that I like to wear and none of it feels particularly, some of it is assigned masculine or feminine because I buy it from like the men's section or the women's section of the store because that's how Target is split up. But um, like just because I buy my cargo pants from the men's section doesn't mean that it's a particularly masculine outfit. Just because the t-shirt that I got from the women's section is like, uh, is doesn't mean that it's like particularly feminine. But that's a bad example because I usually get men's t-shirts because they fit me better. <laughs> but like clothes are clothes and to the extent that clothes are gendered I think the only thing that ever makes sense to me about clothes is that they should be tailored to someone's body shape not to someone's gender like I typically need clothes that can deal with the fact that I have hips and I have boobs. And that's basically, that's basically it. I don't really care about what section of the store they're from as long as they fit and they can deal with the fact that I have a certain body shape. I don't know, that's me and my soapbox about clothes. So like to the extent that it makes sense for David Tennant to be in a different outfit. Like I can understand how David Tennant might find Jodie Whittaker's clothes a little bit small because she's a smaller person, <laughs> but that's really easily fixed by just tailoring. By just doing literally what you've done for every, every single other doctor, which is make a new costume to fit the new actor. And also, Tennant would have fucking rocked it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He would have rocked 
looked it. He would have looked so good in her outfit. And you know what I think is honestly one of the like genuine crimes of this not having Jodie Whittaker regenerate into Shutigatwa is that now we can't see Shutigatwa in Jodie Whittaker's outfit, which I think would have been fire. I will say I'm very glad that we got to see Sasha Dewan in Jodie Whittaker's outfit because that mm-hmm. was Chef's mm-hmm. kiss. And also that's the thing. We saw him in her outfit and it didn't look like drag. Exactly, like, exactly. So like, like, the entire the- argument <laughs> falls so... It's just bullshit on bullshit on bullshit. Mm-hmm. And... The thing, we saw him in her outfit and it didn't look like drag. Exactly, like- exactly. Like, the entire argument falls so... It's just bullshit on bullshit on bullshit. And it's also such a disservice it's such a slap in the face to the costume designers and all the people who have put so much effort and work into making Mm -hmm. sure that this costume was the best it could possibly be one of the key aspects of Jodie's costume that I really love is how practical it is it's sort of got this romper kind of feel to it Mm -hmm. like it's such a fun cool versatile costume Mm -hmm. and It's just, it feels like doing this, the argument is so convoluted and based on literally nothing that it feels, and this is a strong word, so I'm going to be really careful with it, but it feels almost like a dog whistle. Like it feels almost Mm -hmm. like a, it feels almost like, don't worry, you're safe here, far right conservative folk who are scared about their precious fictional tv show not adhering to their values like you said it we've already had a guy wearing the costume that's Mm -hmm. not the issue yep that's not the issue that's clearly not the issue or you would have changed that as well or there would have at least been some comment in the script or like something that called it out so what what is this other than to signify that don't worry, everything's fine, we're going to adhere to strict gender roles to an absurd and stupid degree, which makes me real fucking nervous about how the rest of the series is going to go under RTD's leadership. Because yeah. what it does is that it, it, it quiets one side of the fandom and amps up and puts on edge the rest of us. It's created a space for a lack of confidence and just sort of adds to this fear and fueled fire of, as we're about to get into with our season three recap, RTD can be quite anti-black. Yep. And we are very careful to give the benefit of the doubt in every instance that it comes up. We don't know how purposeful it is. We're not inside RTD's head. That's a key part of analysis is that you bring your own context to it and you cannot assume what the writer intended. However, there are patterns Mm -hmm. and to put him back in charge when you have your first black doctor first i know you're about to talk about joe first black doctor as part of the main canon (laughs) 
that has I- their own series and prolonged contract as a full, like, not as a guest spot. It's worrying. It is worrying. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I do completely agree. It's very worrying. And I'm definitely concerned. And like, I do agree with you, especially on the fact that Shijigawa is the first main doctor. Like, that is something that I've said, that Joe Martin is definitely the first Black doctor we've seen on screen. But she is a guest star. Like, as fantastic as she is, we do not see enough of her. And I really wish that we'd gotten an opportunity for a Black doctor as a main doctor on the show. I'm not upset that we got her. I think it was a really great opportunity to see a Black doctor on screen. I do wish that we'd seen more of her. I wish that she'd been a bigger part of Jodie Whittaker's last few series. I wish that she'd been more integrated into the last two seasons. I think that it was a real missed opportunity for her to not be in more season 12 and season 13. I think it would have been really great to see more of her. I think she was great in Fugitive of the Jadoon. That was a really great introduction to her. And I just wish that in the other episodes that she appeared, she had um, just as strong of a presence and that she appeared more thoroughly in all of the instances that she was there. I wish she'd been more present in all the episodes. I do understand that especially with COVID imposing on Flux, that led to some limitations. I just wish that she had a bigger presence. But yeah, I do want to say that I am now a bit more worried about RTD, especially because there was that like sort of tagline on the cover of the magazine, this is the future. And I know that it's like taken like slightly out of context, but like just the fact that that's like on the cover, that that's the sentiment that they're like headlining and putting forth is really worrying. That's the first narrative that people are going to be seeing. A lot of people just like only look at the cover. Doctor Who magazine isn't something that a lot of people subscribe to. Like I subscribe to it, but I haven't even gotten a chance to read through that whole magazine yet. As we were saying earlier, life has been lifing. But yeah, so also um, just for reference, in case there's anything else that has blown up that we haven't been able to address, we're recording this at 5 a.m. Eastern time on November 11th. So if something wild happens before this gets published, just so you know, we're definitely not going to insert Atalia from the future saying that there's a new companion named Ruby Sunday and we're not going to talk about it. That's definitely not happening because that would be wild if that announcement came right before we released the episode. Um, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. We've already recorded this twice. <laughs> we already are on our second recording and we're probably missing stuff too because there's just so much to keep up with and we're just we just can't always find time to record together because we live on opposite sides of the planet and recording and also making sure that our edits are synced up when we do record and then we have to edit is just kind of a lot but really appreciate your patience and we appreciate all of our listeners and 
all of our patrons. Also, make sure that you join us on Patreon in our Discord, where we have a space for our patrons and then some of our guests. Just to be clear, guests are not obligated to join the Discord, so not every guest who we've had on the podcast is in the Discord, but a handful of our guests are in the Discord with us, both past and future guests. So you get a little sneak peek. And also another one of our Patreon benefits that we did not mention before is blooper reels are coming. So, <laughs> so, so many bloopers. You've been, you have been shielded, dear listeners, from so much. <laughs> You've been shielded from so much. I was just editing the blooper reel for Rose. And, uh, oh God, we were so young. We, we were, were so, so young and full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a whole rant about fanfiction. It was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, oh, remember when I used to have... Remember the timer? Yes! <laughs> anyway. I used to have a timer for you. Oh my gosh, we were so young. We were so young. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear all about fanfiction and the timer, join our Patreon. <laughs> did we fully cut that out? We did, Did the listeners yeah. not know about the timer? <gasps> I feel like the listeners didn't know about the timer. Hidden lore. This is what you can get with a Patreon. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. And this mini-sode, which is probably a bit long for talking about a 15-second trailer, but mm. we added stuff on now. So, yeah, anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. I just wanted to, as a sort of addendum, wanted to reassure listeners that our space and the way that we talk about the show is not going to change. So. Just like we hold, we love holding people accountable. We love calling stuff out. So if when the new season does drop, fears are confirmed, just sort of be easy in the fact that at least this show will be one to be able to come to, to call that out and to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. um, and that we're not at all interested in shoving stuff under the rug or far-right bullshit catering to the lowest denominator <laughs> or far-right bullshit but but catering to the lowest common denominator yep and with that out of the way we're gonna go finish recording season three because we still haven't finished recording it which is why it's not out yet <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry it'll be soon it'll be soon it'll definitely be out by the end of december we promise right. bye, bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the wibbly wobbly timey wimey podcast we hope you enjoyed this adventure with us through space and time you can find us elsewhere on the internet on twitter tumblr and instagram at wibblypod follow us for more wibbly wobbly content you can find out more information about us and our content on wibblywobblytimeywimey.net and full transcripts for episodes at wibblywobblytimeywimey.net slash transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can also send us an email at wibblywobblytimeywimeypod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and other platforms as it helps other people find us and our content. If you'd like to support us, you can send us a donation at paypal.me slash wibblypod. Special thanks to our editor, Dee, who has been a vital member of the Wibbly Wobbly team. That's all for now. Catch you in the time vortex.